Welcome to Bites and Insights, a new project of mine for my ISA 405 course, where we unravel the mysteries of IT leadership through literature and real-world wisdom. I'm your host, Arwa, and today we're diving deep into the experiences of Jim Barton and Bill Palmer, two IT leaders who have navigated the complexities of their roles, or rather trying to navigate those complexities with resilience and insights. When they were thrown into it, suddenly one day, let's talk to them. Jim and Bill, it's a pleasure to have you both with us today. I'm really excited for us to reflect on your journey so far, know what your plans for the future are, and to also ask you some questions that I've always had in the back of my mind. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. Jim, let's start with you. In the early chapters of your journey as CIO at IVK Corporation, you faced a whirlwind of challenges and revelations. Can you walk us through your initial thoughts and experiences? Sure thing, Arwa, it was like stepping into a storm, to be honest. The pressure to perform, the realization of my own limitations, it all hit me at once. In Carl's office, he really, really surprised me. However, so far, I'm glad that I went through with it and I accepted the position. Let's see how it goes from here. Absolutely, Jim. Honestly, I don't know how I would have reacted if I was ever in your shoes. But you really highlighted how important it is to stay calm and collected uh, especially in the face of such unexpected situations and circumstances. You went into the office thinking you were going to get fired, but you came out with a new job. Let's move on to you, Bill. In the Phoenix Project, we see you thrust into a situation of chaos and dysfunction within the organization. Can you elaborate on the specific challenges you've encountered thus far and how you plan to address them moving forward? See, I'm going to try to summarize this for you because I really had to jump head, head first into the payroll issue. The challenges that we're facing are multifaceted. So we have issues ranging from systematic inefficiencies due, for example, systems that are not being used, such as the ticketing system or the time changing system where employees can just go and make any changes that they want without alerting anyone, without caring if they affect other related or linked systems to them. Another issue that we're facing is also strained interdepartmental relationships, which is an organizational fault, um, which really affects how workflows work and how people interact with each other. So as we move forward, my focus is to identify root causes, to foster open dialogue, to fix those strained relationships and to implement strategic solutions to drive sustainable change. Because what's important is to have solutions that carry us forward and are not just temporary. Thank you so much for your answer, Bill. This really resonated with me and actually reminded me of one of the conversations you had with Patty when she was feeling very dejected, telling you that she knows what will happen when you were telling her your plans. However, you still insisted saying that there is no time to interrogate everyone about changes every time something wrong happens. You really highlighted how important it is to have sustainable solutions there. Jim, it was really interesting to see that the first thing that you did after getting the offer from Coral is to go into research mode. Why did you do that? Sure, Arwa. I mean, Coral did call me a problem solver more than once. Uh, research is really important. Um, it's one of the most important steps when addressing any problem. And uh, Bill even did that when he was... Solving his peril issue, he proceeded to go into research and try to understand and get an overview from Deccan and from finance. 
So let me tell you more about my research. One of the most important things or one of the most eye-opening things, let me say, that really caught my eye was how communication goes hand in hand with creating value and how difficult it is to find employees that have both of these skills. So since you're a student, I must tell you that these two skills are very important and try to cultivate them as much as you can. Uh, another thing that I think will make you feel very empowered is that how IT is positioned to understand many aspects of businesses and companies. This allows us to have the upper hand and get an aerial view about any problems or any issues of our business. But what without the deep dive, it's really hard to make solid and concrete plans. Thank you, Jim. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Let me be honest with you. I had mixed feelings about one of the discoveries that you had through your research. Uh, it's about how managers have tacit knowledge that's difficult to transfer and how IT people have more transferable skills that could be learned. This is because being in the MIS major here at AUS, we do learn about people's skills from a variety of courses. Uh, but the emphasis is still mostly on the technical skills. So I guess I did worry a bit. But I'm sure that this tacit knowledge is from experience and is cumulative. So the goal is to pursue these experiences and as many experiences as we can and to build on previous experiences to build, uh, let me say, a reserve of this tacit knowledge. And who knows, maybe my technical knowledge will help me in finding a way to make this tacit knowledge actually transferable by building a knowledge management repository. Who knows? Well, Bill, your first day was not as calm as Jim's, but tell me, what did you learn on your first day? You're right, Arwan, my first day was far from calm. It was a test of resilience and resourcefulness. One key lesson that I learned was the importance of collaboration and communication across departments and teams. Speaking to Anne and Dick from finance when trying to solve the payroll issue on my first day, I realized that they have a clunky and manual process, which seems counterintuitive to how much the company is trying to push for digitization and automation. It goes even further when I discovered that IT gave finance a manual program to make changes. However, in my eyes, this is a disaster for security and is definitely a bad habit that I'll keep in mind to break for IT in the future uh, because it's not good practice to just give another team access to manually change uh, any of the data on our servers just to get them off of our back. Uh, another uh, thing that I realized and learned from my first day is that finance outsourced their payroll process, which in effort to fix the payroll issue would have been easier if the process was centralized in our company and not outsourced. Um, another thing that I saw uh, after being the VP of IT is that I saw the company or the, the IT building in with a different eye. So I noticed that our building is the ghetto of the company. It's old and neglected. And I also kept in mind uh, that the need for renovations is overdue. Um, most importantly, I learned a lot about my team. Uh, Wes, the director of distributed technology operations, is a very um, strong spoken man. Uh, which will definitely need a lot of uh, energy and willpower from me to deal with uh, in staying calm and collected one speaking with him, uh, which I did. 
when he was trying to take my job in our first conversation. Uh, another person who directly reports to me is Patty, the director of IT service support, uh, who is said to be the face of IT since she is a nice person and a solver. However, it did catch my eye and I did find that weird that as a director in such a high position that she helps with such lame tasks such as updating computers or addressing slow web pages. Um, as a VP, I would like to use her expertise on more uh, difficult or more complex tasks. Wow, Bill, your first day was really eventful. And let me also tell you about some things that I learned about your first day when I was reading about it. Learning about the information system strategy triangle in my ISA 405 class and knowing how the organizational strategy and the information strategy are driven by business by the business strategy because it's on the top of the triangle. Um, I really resonated and agreed with your approach when you tried to see the problem from the business perspective as the first step, uh, which is why I went to Dick and Anne and tried to understand that from that perspective, from the perspective of our of the business uh, goals of the company. So that really resonated with me. Something else that caught my eye was also an organizational fault that uh, Patty uh, mentioned, how Sarah, the SVP of retail, um, will be very upset about the Phoenix project being interrupted uh, because you guys had to address the payroll issue. Uh, it made me feel like Sarah will use IT as an escape goat uh, whenever she has any issues. And that was actually confirmed to me after reading the next chapters. Something else that I think really emphasizes this is that there is no dedicated Phoenix team uh, or they're dispersed actually across the company. Uh, Brent, for example, is the expert. However, he's the only one um, that I noticed always being referred to as the expert, the person who knows it all. So it really made me think that he would be an extremely high risk if he's lost uh, or if he leaves or if he goes on vacation or if anything happens. So what I noticed is that there is no dedicated Phoenix team. Uh, the team keeps dropping uh, whatever they're working on and jumping from project to project and not completing anything. Um so to me, this is a bit counterintuitive because what I learned from the first chapter is that the Phoenix project is really a priority. However, the lack of the dedicated team uh, kind of doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. You made some really good points. And I did realize that afterwards, uh, as you will read, I asked Wes, how many brands do you meet, uh, especially after... Steve, the CEO, and other SVPs rushed us with completing the Phoenix project in one week. Um, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to address this issue of lack of experts and the lack of organization in the assignment of projects. Uh, because Wes told me that Brent is so many project and so is assigned to so many projects, but, uh, that is not documented. Thank you, Bill. I think that's the way to go too. Now, Jim, your journey as a CIO at IVK um, was marked and filled with many challenges. One pivotal moment was your encounter with Davies when you were running, who challenged your ability to last a year. Can you take us back to that moment and share your thoughts, please? Uh, yes, Davies' challenge was quite the wake-up call. Um, I was surprised myself that 
I was surprised because I've been a manager for a long time and my realization came in late. So I'm thankful for, for that wake up call from Davies. It really forced me to confront the harsh realities of leadership and inspired me to adopt the mindset of continuous improvement. It made me question my assumptions and recognize the importance of humility in the face of uncertainty, because no matter if you were a manager for 10 years or it was just your first week, everyone is evaluated on the same basis and everyone should be accountable and responsible for their actions. We all do need a week call once in a while. Now, Bill, the concept of hypercompetition is not discussed. However, I did learn about it in my 405 class, and I want to know, how do you think it applies to Parts Unlimited? That's a really good question. Uh, I think Parts Unlimited stands with the first perspective, at least for uh, the beginning of the Noven, where we are just defending our current position. So we're competing in an existing market space. We're not uh, trying to uh, create and capture demand. Instead, we're just exploiting existing demand. However, I think this really um, hurt us as we see uh, with competition introducing and pursuing new opportunities. However, I do think it's a delicate balance. So we need to embrace innovation while also safeguarding against potential disruptions. So this requires a proactive approach to risk management and strategic planning. And by fostering a culture of continuous improvement and leveraging emerging technologies and pursuing new opportunities and innovations, I believe we can position ourselves, especially once we complete the Phoenix project, for long-term success uh, amidst the evolving market dynamics. We will then be able to actually make the competition irrelevant or actually fight it when, and we'll be able to create and capture our own demand, hopefully once the Phoenix project is launched. Thank you for your candid answers, Bill. Now, Jim, uh, I must say that your first meeting with your direct reports uh, shed a lot of light on the challenges of leadership and the team dynamics within the IT department at IVK. What did you discover? And what are your plans for the future for the team? Thank you for your question. I did make a mistake going into that meeting. Uh, I went in with high expectations. Uh, I expected quick acceptance from my direct reports. However, I was very quickly proven wrong. Um, I would say, though, that I discovered an organizational foe. So my direct reports seemed clueless and weren't able to have a discussion without their more technical specialists that are working under them. Especially if they have been doing this for so long, you should at least be able to hold a conversation. I was honestly very surprised. Uh, I consider this a reason for the weak performance of IT, and um, I see it also as a weakness in their ability to supervise and due to their unawareness of their work. I did speak to Ruben afterwards, and he did try to convince me. However, I'm not sure I'm fully convinced. Now, Bill, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the IT security team led by John at Parts Unlimited? See, I was very frustrated having that conversation with John when we discovered that the payroll issue actually stemmed from his team. Uh, however, like Patty said, at least we now know uh, where that issue started from. Uh, I think it's very important 
uh, for the security team to be involved in meetings. However, uh, due to their behaviors and approaches to different things, for example, not following uh, the different systems that we have in place or not uh, waiting for approvals, uh, really undermines their position and seems counterintuitive to them being a security team. While I understand that there was an urgent audit issue about the PIIs, and especially with the auditors arriving very soon, as a security manager, I think John should have taken responsibility and tried to uh, escalate this issue in time before having to fast track it without consulting with anyone. Thank you, Bill, for your answer. I think I would also add that some of the fault uh, falls on Brent and also West, most importantly, as his manager, because if Brent just took the time to dig deeper into the issue and understand what the developer was saying, I think this issue would have been prevented. However, again, I understand he stretched too thin and there's a lot of pressure on him to complete Project Phoenix, but this is also Wes's responsibility to provide him with enough support to be able to delegate these maybe smaller, more mundane tasks to someone else instead of, as we saw, uh, addressing it when he doesn't have time, then it turning out how it did. I'd also be very interested uh, to understand why the process is so important. Because as John said, he did try to follow Patty's process and her people said that the next implementation window is in four months when the auditor was coming in a few weeks or a few days. So I would really be interested in understanding the importance of processes uh, and why even waiting four months would be better than implementing or fast tracking and going uh, above some processes just to implement things quickly. Or there's actually no importance to these processes and they're just naturally monotonous. I completely understand where you're coming from and I agree we need new and better processes. And I hope as time goes on and as I learn more about my team and the different dynamics uh, across different departments, I will also understand what processes are important and which ones are redundant and should actually be eliminated to increase the efficiency of our business processes and workflows. Thank you, Bill. I think your awareness and acceptance of the different problems that you discovered during your first few days at Parts Unlimited really resonates with the advice that Jim got from the kid uh, when they first met, where he told him, you need to know what you don't know. Um, this is a very important step in addressing problems and navigating uncertain circumstances as you both are in right now. Another trait that I noticed you both share uh, and a trait that was highlighted by the kid as rare is your acceptance of criticism. You both dealt with, uh, I would say, difficult employees and difficult direct reports. However, I saw that both of you were able to stay calm and collected and navigate those difficult conversations. I also noticed, especially with you, Bill, that you are able to apologize when you need to. Uh, I noticed that when you made sure to apologize to Dick the next day after seeing that Parts Unlimited came up in the news about their inability to pay employees their salaries. So I'll definitely be keeping these traits and characteristics in mind when dealing with managers in the future and also when becoming a manager myself too. I guess great minds do think alike, how, huh, Bill? 
Thank you both for your honest insights and valuable perspectives. It's clear that your journeys ahead are filled with challenges and opportunities for growth. And I can't wait to continue exploring your experiences in future episodes. Thank you everyone for listening. Join us next time as we dive deeper into the minds of Bill and Jim, exploring new challenges, insights, and revelations in their ongoing adventures. Thank you for tuning into Bites and Insights. Until next time.